As an advisor, I get asked a lot of questions. On today's show, we're going to tackle some questions you may be hesitant to ask, but you should anyways. And now, Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts. Hey, welcome. It's Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts. Paul Roberts is the president and chief investment advisor with the fiduciary firm that is growing, Roberts Wealth Management, trusted in the Gulf Coast. Uh, Paul is a teacher at heart, and the information, he lays it down on this show every week, and it's all about retirement. Hey, Paul, how are you? I'm doing great today, Dave. How are you? Hey, I'm good. You know, I do, I do want to say, um, when you're not able to do the show out on assignment, um, Heidi and Brennan have been doing an excellent job uh, uh, filling in. They did. You know you, you know me, so you know I listened to their shows and checked up on them. Yeah, yeah. Always. <laughs> but uh, yeah. especially for being some of their first show, you know, the, their 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 first uh, run at it, they did a they did a great job. Very comfortable and, uh, with it. Yeah. Good information. Well, I mean, it's all about you're you're proud of your all, team of all star advisors, and they're just two of them on the team. They yeah yeah, yeah kudos. Well, to Well, they're them. all you know they're I, I I say all the time we pride ourselves in our advisors because we have some of the most knowledgeable, well rounded advisors. I think a lot of people out there think today an advisor is an advisor is an advisor, right? Mm-hmm. Think, you know, somebody gets a license, they're an advisor. But there's so much more that goes into an advisor as far as your education, your view on things, that not just your education through the education system, but your education externally of the education institutions of education uh-huh. and, uh, and you know, your specialties and, and who you work for. There's just so much that goes into, you know, becoming a, a real good advisor today. And uh, we really set the bar high at Roberts Wealth Management. We have very high standards for all of our advisors, high expectations. And I got to tell you, I I feel like we have some of the most educated, knowledgeable, and all best all-around advisors that you'll find anywhere in the nation. I'll put them up against any team of advisors well, in the nation. You should. You should. And, you know, another thing, too, is, I mean, you, this is a fiduciary firm, and it's also you're looking at getting people to retirement specifically. And that's also a great thing, too. It's like seeing a specialist. And, like, when you go to the doctor, there's some questions you may like, oh, I don't want to have to ask the doctor yep. this. But you should. You absolutely should. And the same is when you're when you're meeting with the team at Roberts Wealth Management. There's some questions I know you and the team have seen some hesitation from people before they ask. But there never should be because that's how you get to proper planning. We're going to go over some of those. Like, for instance, what are the implications of divorce in retirement? You just brought up a point that uh, made me think a little bit. You know, it's it's not just what questions that people feel uncomfortable asking an advisor yeah. or their financial professional. Another one I want to bring up to our listeners is a lot of people feel uncomfortable shopping advisors or getting multiple opinions or getting a second opinion on something. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, this this is your financial life, just like any health situation. You know, I've told stories on the radio th- about my daughter. And before she ever reached age one, she would have left this earth and this planet had I not gotten a second advice, uh, a second opinion on her medical condition. Oh. There's been multiple situations in my life where a second opinion on a medical opinion has been vital to a person or their life or their future. And your financial world is the same. This is this is your life, man. You know, get get more than one opinion and get a second opinion on what you're doing. One of the things that separate us is that we actually encourage everyone to get multiple opinions. When we have people come in and see us, say, well, I've just been told you guys are the ones to work with. Well, that's great, and we appreciate that honor, but we would like you you know, to, to shop around and get other opinions too. First off, because we think that's important to people, right, to get you know, different points of view and different opinions, and it's only fair and right to them. But secondly, because generally most of the other people look, make us look good and, uh, and actually make you appreciate the value right. and how much work <laughs> goes into all the planning and everything that we do, you know, it's a, I, I kind of feel sometimes like, Hey, well, if you haven't shopped around, then, then you don't, you don't understand the true value that we're, we're presenting here to you. So talk to some other people and, you know, see what, what they say and, and uh, if you feel we're the best fit, then come on back in and we'll we'll move forward together. So point there, everybody, get a second opinion. Yeah. Always get a second opinion. You right? should. You should. And and really, I mean, because you get that one shot at retiring. Uh, do it right and definitely do get right. a second opinion. Yeah. 
So back, sorry, didn't mean to throw everything off, Dave. There, getting back to our our uh, schedule here on our questions. Um, you know, one thing a lot of people don't want to talk about, and they never want to talk about, especially a married couple talking to a financial professional. No, it's like either one is daring to bring it up. You know, no one wants to bring up that dark cloud in the, in the room. Hey, what happens in the case of divorce? Because you know, as soon as one spouse brings it up in a meeting, hey, well, what happens in the case of disp- uh, divorce? You know, the other spouse is going to kick him in the knee under the table, right? Or something. Uh, <laughs> so, you're right. <laughs> it's not a question I mean, people want to ask. We'll drive home, you know, together if you bring it up right, like that. Right, very uncomfortable. You know, you, you, you probably go suffer for about 48 hours at least for asking that question, right? <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but you have to ask these questions, you know, you need to understand it and, and know how that works. So, what would happen with retirement accounts in the in a uh, in a state of divorce? Well, the personal and financial impact of that divorce, it, it you know, it can be severe on on the couple, um, especially during retirement if it happens in deciding how to divvy up the real estate, uh, your retirement savings, your pensions, a family business, stock options, all of this, but still trying to you know remain mindful of other things like your life insurance and 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 long-term care and health insurance debts everything of that nature it can be you know really costly or really emotionally devastating and it's it's kind of it's not a bad idea to have kind of an idea or a plan there of how would this go about because what we find is when people find end up in these situations then it puts us in a place because they're really emotional and they're generally not thinking re- logically, right? With lo- reason and logic, they're they're thinking emotionally, and then we've got both of them trying to get us on their side, and we're in the middle, going, "Hey, we're not on anyone's side here. Right? <laughs> we are neutral. <laughs> we we choose neutrality. <laughs> yes, we are Switzerland in the middle. Okay, yeah. we are just here to help you figure out the financial part. And so, you know, it, it's not a bad idea for couples to have this discussion. It's like I said, it's that, you know, elephant in the room. Nobody wants to discuss or nobody wants to dare. But, you know, it doesn't mean you're 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 sending your relationship to divorce just because you discuss what could possibly be a future outcome. Right. Exactly. I, I think it's respectful to each other to have the conversation. Good point. 800-891-8682. Set this up with the team at Roberts Wealth Management, 800-891-8680. How about this question? Uh, I could see hesitation here from this part of some. Can I leave more money to one child than another? Well, yes. Yes, you can. You, It's your money. You decide what happens with it. Now, I got to say, though, without proper estate planning, on hand, which is something we believe every client should have. You know, we've got our own in-house estate planning attorney that that takes care of all of our clients' needs. But without the proper estate planning, what we find is uh, many people actually do this without even realizing it or meaning to. There's an even split among heirs is you generally the most common with people, but there are situations where an uneven split may be necessary, such as like if you have three children, you, you can't give 33 and a third to each child. You have to be whole numbers. So two of them are going to get 33, one's going to get 34. Now, that's a minute difference. But also what we find is without proper estate planning, maybe somebody, you know, um, one child was on the outs at some time or, or was going through difficulties in life and they didn't want them receiving money and they took them off as a beneficiary. And usually the case we see is they've been with some financial professionals that didn't constantly review their situation, didn't constantly look at it and make sure it's updated. And then it's five, 10 years later, they've totally forgotten about that change they made 10 years ago to their beneficiaries. And now maybe that child's in a better place and they'd like them to receive some, but they never went back and revisited their their beneficiary situation and how the split was to come. So that's something that you should review on an annual basis. Just make sure nothing's changed, no things happen, divorce, marriage, children, grandchildren, all kinds of things happen that change how you would like your beneficiaries to receive their money. Make sure you review it at least once a year. And finally, should couples retire at the same or different time? Wow. And that's one, you know, that's one we get a lot. And there, there is no, there's no correct answer to that, Dave. Mm. Basically, I don't, I don't want I don't mean to sound like a politician here or <laughs> mean to sound as I'm dodging the question, but um, there, there, it's not a one size fits all. Some people, it, it, first of all, it depends on your, your relationship, right? I mean, and do y'all spend that much time together? Do you, are you that close? Do you enjoy it? Do you want to be together? Is it going to create animosity with one 
spouse who's still working while the other one's free, right? But we see a lot of times where they do retire at different times and it actually works out and works to their benefit with their income planning, their social security planning, with what age they get, what benefits from retirement, things of this nature all come into play here. And so it's really an individualized question. But I'm going to say, though, from what we have seen through experiences, if you do not plan to retire at the same time and you're going to plan at different times, make sure y'all have very good, open, honest conversations about this so that it doesn't create any animosity or jealousy or, or you know, any type of friction in your relationship. As one of you start enjoying all your days, another one's going to work still. Right. right. What's most important is your relationship. Don't worry about it. We can figure out the financial planning part. You, you focus on keeping your relationship sound and we'll help you figure out the financial planning part. Now that's a deal. That's a deal because it really does help to have professionals with you. I mean, it's almost just, it's critical really to have professionals and especially a fiduciary firm helping you get to retirement. Here's an opportunity to sit down with Paul and the team. That's right. And it's not only important to sit down with a good fiduciary advisor. What's even more powerful is to sit down with a team of fiduciary advisors. You know, we have five advisors in our office, including me, six. So one of the benefits that our clients see is that our different advisors specialize in different arenas, but every single week when we do the planning for each and individual prospective client coming in, all five advisors sit and collaborate on that one plan for that client. So in other words, when you work with Robert's Wealth Management, you know, I'd say five heads are better than one. And you're getting five for the price of one when you come to work with us. You're going to have a multitude of different advisors looking at it from their special viewpoints. They're all going to bring something to the table, make sure that all I's are dotted, all T's are crossed, that we have created what you need to give you the confidence to move forward. And probably the most powerful part of it is the beginning of the meeting process where we do your first upfront portfolio review and analysis, bring to surface what it's costing you to work with your current firm or advisor, what type of risk you is associated with what you're doing, what type of performance you had in the past, what type of performance you should have in the, in the future. This blows people away because we find that majority of everyone comes in really doesn't have any idea in what they're paying for their investments and their financial advice or what they think they're paying is much less than what they're paying in reality once all those buried and hidden fees come to the surface. We'll also move into income planning, tax planning, estate planning. Every aspect of your financial future will be summed up in one plan. We take a holistic approach to retirement planning. There's a lot of questions that are in your mind a lot of fear, a lot of doubt in all retirees' minds today. This is what we do all day, every day. Let the all-star team of Roberts Wealth Management help subside those doubts and fears you have moving into retirement. Come in and see us. We'll give you the confidence you so well deserve. The number to call is 800-891-8680. Again, 800-891-8680. And get this consultation set up. 800-891-8680. Retire Right Radio. Quick break and more to come. What's next, Paul? When we come back, we're going to talk about what is that experience of becoming a Roberts Wealth client and what are some of the major risks and difficulties hanging over the heads of retirees today? How do we eliminate those fears and build confidence? Hey, we're back. It's Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts. Paul Roberts and his team helping so many in the Gulf Coast. And now from a new location, their new office is is in Mobile, too. So, I mean, they're everywhere. They're growing. They're a growing firm. And that's because they're trusted. And people, uh, many turn to Paul and the team for their expertise in in a fiduciary custom manner, getting them to retirement. We're going to talk a little bit more about that experience, getting with the team uh, and how they learned about you and so they could better custom craft your retirement strategies. But also, I know in a minute, Paul, uh, we're going to get into what's on people's minds. What are the fears out there? What are the risks that are out there? But when we talked about questions, you should come with lots of questions for the team. Think of them before your appointment. Write them down so you don't forget them. But also, uh, your team has plenty of questions for the people they meet with. That's right. They definitely do, Dave. And, uh, you know, I I mentioned part of the experience in in becoming a client. And uh, I I just wanted to make a point right here on the radio to all of our our loyal listeners out there. And that's, uh, you know, I realized recently that that I had made a mistake and uh, I want to correct that mistake. Um, And that is that who we are as a firm and a culture is we understand all of the risks 
and all of the difficulties that uh, face retirees today moving into and living through retirement. How do I do it? How do I not run out of money? How do I protect my family? How do I minimize taxation, offset inflation, everything of the sort, right? All of these questions. And uh, and and somewhat something that if you'll notice before we broke to the last break, Dave, mm-hmm. normally when we break to the break and we give people option to uh, come in and, and sit down with one of our advisors, we usually say, you know, if you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, mm-hmm. Um, recently, uh, we had a new client come in from Mobile, and he said he had been listening to the show for over a year and, and wishing that he could come see us. He wanted, he needed our help answering some of these questions that stressed him out so much for over a year, but he didn't have exactly two hundred fifty thousand to come in. Oh, and he thought that he couldn't, and uh, it was just a real eye opener to me because mm-hmm. this, this gentleman is a is a good, hardworking man. He's here. The people that we built our company and designed it to support and help the everyday American who is being overlooked and not cared for and not guided to and through retirement. And uh, so if you notice, I didn't say that at the break. And I just want to, you know, I don't we we have a confidentiality in our office, so no names here. But I think if he's listening, he'll know who he is. And I just want to tell you. Thank you for for being honest and tell me that and bring it to my attention, because the last thing we ever want is someone out there living in a state of fear or frustration or stress and feels that they cannot pick up the phone and call us and get some help and some assistance and guidance out or feel like they don't have enough money to work with us. Yes, our plans generally, we th- say the 250000 are up because generally what we do, it works better, you know, or there's more we can do for people who have a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But there's 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 no, no one out there that we won't help. And I want to be clear on this show about that. And I want all of our listeners to know if you don't have 250000 but you're working hard and you're stressed out and you're worried about these things, don't worry. We've got you. We'll help you eliminate those fears. Just give us a call. Come on in. Let's get the ball rolling. You know, everyone out there, every American out there deserves the same service and the same fortitude and gratitude as anyone else that has been the core of who we are as a culture in our company that is what has founded us what has built us and i want to make sure that we're being true and honorable to that core so if you're out there you've got fears you've got doubts it's okay pick up the phone get one of our all-star advisors and let's help you eliminate those fears or doubt or let's put a game plan together to get you to a place to eliminate those fears and doubts. Yeah, I'm glad you okay. said that because I, the last thing you want is someone listening going, wow, that sounds good. I'd love to get some strategies in place, but I can't. So, I mean, yes. just call and but get in. Come sit down and we'll figure it out, okay? Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so and, and, and I just wanted to put that out there, Dave. Well, it's I, good. It, 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 yeah, it, it, you know, it touched me when mm-hmm. I talked to this man and I realized, wow, so he's been stressed out and worried about well, what all made this him for finally... over a year listening to the radio. Well, it's funny because he said one day I was going to break and I and I didn't say the two hundred fifty thousand. Oh, so he said, "Oh, well, okay. maybe they dropped their standard, their their oh. requirement now." So he called and. <laughs> well, thank goodness and, he did. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And that's what and that's what made me realize. You know what? Um, I'm, I'm I, we we're here to do an honorable service to everyone, the high net worth, the the hardworking Americans, everybody in between. We mm-hmm. want to do an honorable job and provide an honorable service. And so I just wanted to make that clarity on the air for the public and for all of our loyal listeners. Well, you want to get to know the fine people who have worked hard all their lives, no, no matter what, everybody. Well, what everybody wants to retire the right way. That's for sure. That's right. That's right. And that's what the show's about, right? Yeah. So, Let's talk a little more about how we retire right today, Dave. Yeah. So uh, where are we financially and what are some things that some of our listeners need to be aware of? Okay. First of all, when, when I'm going to be very clear here also, because, you know, we talk about a lot of things on the show all the time, different current event, current events, things happening. I want to be clear to our audience. It's never a prediction. Okay. Because in, in the business of risk management and financial planning, the one thing you never, ever do is make a prediction. Okay. Mm-hmm. All we're doing is looking at indicators and probabilities, right? So when we see certain things, we say, hey, this is, creates a higher probability of this. It doesn't mean we're predicting it and saying 100% that's what's going to happen, right? But so here's some of the th- for instance, um, what are some current events that are that are occurring right now that could play into our financial future in markets this year? Oh, do I get a guess? Go for it, Dave. What you got? Inflation. <laughs> Inflation. Oh, God. 
Thunder Day. You took it. You stole my Thunder Day. Oh, man. <laughs> no, you got to carry it from here on out. <laughs> All I could do was go inflation. <laughs> yeah. So, so inflation. And now, what, why is inflation a problem? First of all, it, you know, it hurts the the lower and middle classes the the elites do not mind inflation at all because it's inflating the value of all their assets and if you're in the billionaire club you you you, you know how to avoid taxation anyways through ownership and and everything else so it's not in it if you're in the billionaire class uh, the price of a piece of plywood or the price of toilet paper minimally affects you right but the working class people, that is highly effective to them. You know, the amount of goods that they can purchase with the amount of income they have keeps diminishing. So then the opportunity for them to save income keeps diminishing. So that, that becomes a problem. And inflation is a real problem for anybody who's retired right now on total fixed income. Like if they're just on a fixed level payment pension or, or Social Security, well, inflation is just going to eat up that income and that purchasing power you have, so we need to watch it. But here's the other main reason and something I want to talk about that, that not, not enough people are out there talking about, okay? And yet you're not hearing anyone on the mainstream media talking about it. And that's that's something we call deleveraging, okay? The real reason that I, yeah, the real reason I see inflation as a problem right now is because we're about to begin our major deleveraging cycle. So the Federal Reserve has been announcing um, – you know that they're they're going to start raising rates come mm-hmm. March, and they're going to raise them continuously. Um, we know that uh, there's there's major issues in China, right? Um, we know that Evergrande uh, is is in default, and that it also triggered nine more corporations to and uh, set them into default. So we're currently looking at by the end of the month somewhere between two and three trillion dollars worth of credit default beginning in china so we know that we have built a house of cards with our leveraging and our what we call our, our debt-driven economy and so we have to start deleveraging that that economy and the process of deleveraging is beginning so as we start to deleverage, what's going to happen is lending is going to get tighter and harder to get, which is going to hurt the companies and hurt their earnings, which will hurt the stock market and the performance, right? Mm-hmm. But also, they're going to be paying higher rates on the lending that they're taking. So that's going to hurt their cash flows and their performance of the company. So the deleveraging cycle is going to affect the stock market and every company in America as far as squeezing the bottom line or squeezing profit margins, right? But my concern is that no one is talking about deleveraging and because what my fear of deleveraging is, it's going to send us into something we refer to in economics as stagflation. So just meaning it's stagnant. It, it's there's there's not a lot of economical movement. It's just, you know, the well, yeah, wages are being stagnant going yeah, up. No wages are not prices going are, up. Yeah. Prices are going up, but wages are not going up. Value of assets is going down instead of going up. So we're concerned with not just inflation, but we're concerned we're concerned with stagflation. So it's a period that we has we've seen very little of and experienced very little in economics in the past and historically. That's why I say it's chart uncharted new territory we're entering. So anybody who tells you exactly how it's gonna work out, you need to you need to turn turn your ears to those people. Because nobody knows exactly how this is gonna work out because it's unprecedented. Right. So what happens if inflation continues, the cost of your goods keeps continuing, but deflation starts to happen because of deleveraging. So the asset prices start to go down in value. Right. So in other words, your home value starts to decrease in value, yet inflation is still there on consumer goods. So it's still costing you more in consumer goods, but wages are not rising. And it just creates a really, really hard crunch on people. And then our economy becomes stagnant. And that's when we move into what we refer to as stagflation. The real problem is what is the answer for stagflation and how do we cure it or get ourselves out of it? No one knows. The top economists of the world don't know. The Federal Reserve don't know. So basically, my biggest concern is we're going to move into this stagflation stage. We're not going to recognize it soon enough or early enough to stop it or counteract it. Once we're there, we don't know what to do about it. And if we, I don't, I just don't think it's a, a very good place for any of us to be in a place where the world's greatest financial minds don't know what to do about the situation. Well, you know, so, and I, I know you've and great setup for what can spill over to the next segment because you've mm-hmm. identified a, a major problem, and you want to jump into the solution next segment. Mm-hmm. 
Let's do that. We got to we got to jump the break right now, but we're going to continue with this segment when we come back. But before we go, any of you out there who are listening, if what we're talking about is resonating with you, if you're if you're open-minded and you're looking for a true group of financial professionals who believe in what they do and love what they do and passionately work to a highest extent for all their clients, here's your opportunity. For the next 15 callers, there's going to be no cost, no obligations for a one-on-one review with one of our uh, all-star advisors back in the office. And that meeting, we will sit down. We will do a full portfolio analysis, bring to the surface not only what you think it's costing you work with your current firm, but those, those buried and hidden commissions that you're unaware of. Get For the first time in your life, be empowered and truly know what it's costing you to work with your financial professional. We'll move into tax planning, advanced tax forward planning, income planning, estate planning. Every aspect of your retirement will be covered in this meeting. We'll take a holistic approach. You've got questions. You've got concerns. We do this all day, every day, and we've got answers for you. Let us help you eliminate those questions, those concerns, and those doubts moving forward. All it takes is picking up the phone, sitting down with one of our all-star advisors for an hour, have an open conversation with them, and let's see if we're a good fit to work with each other and see if we can bring some true benefit and value to your life. So pick up the phone, give us a call today. And the number is 800-891-8680. This is offered at no cost, no obligation. They really want to sit down with you, get to know you, and and figure out the way to custom build those strategies for your retirement. Again, 800-891-8680. So we're going to continue into uh, inflation, stagflation. How can you protect yourself? How can you factor it in? with Retire Right Radio and Paul Roberts. Paul Roberts, who is President Chief Investment Advisor with the firm Roberts Wealth Management, well-known in the Gulf Coast, trusted. Uh, So many people, they've already helped get to retirement. They're passionate about it. It's an all-star fiduciary team that can work on your behalf. Well, you were talking about risks and uh, people are going to be facing and things that are pretty current now, like inflation, highest we've seen since 1982, we're experiencing now and you've identified the threat of stagflation and just to kind of revisit the threats and the risks, but also to look at some solutions for those listening to how you can fortify your, your retirement. That's right. And you know, the, the federal reserve announced last week, our official inflationary rate was at 6.8%. Just like you said, Dave, the highest since 1982, right? Mm, and yeah. We all know, and any of our loyal listeners out there, they know we've covered this plenty of times in the show. When it, when they report an inflationary number, they are not accounting for fuel, groceries, and a bunch of That's other things. That's amazing. Goods. They yeah. just conveniently leave out anything they want, and they conveniently put in what they do want. So whenever you hear them reporting an inflation number, you better bet it's always at least 30 to 100% higher than what they report. You real so. quick, I'm just curious about this. You may know uh when they were so when the inflation rate was so high late 70s early 80s were they factoring in fuel in that case uh, or Yes, they were at that time because it was a study done in the early 1990s. Don't quote me, I'll have to look it up the study and I'll bring it up on another show, but it was a uh, they had a think tank of economists and financial professionals out of Harvard um, they got together, the government gave them a large grant for a few million dollars and said, we're in trouble with social security. We cannot sustain social security going forward for the baby boomer generation. And we need to figure out how we can save a few trillion dollars to make it work. The Harvard team got together, spent a year doing all this, think thinking, researching. And what they came up with in the end was, well, we could save a trillion dollars over a 10 year period on social security benefits going out. Government said, wow, that's great. How they said, well, we simply leave these certain things out in inflation numbers. Hmm. And then you only have to give them a COLA, a cost of living adjustment on their social security benefits based off the false inflation numbers. So basically millions of dollars were spent with some of the greatest Harvard minds in the world to figure out, you know, how do we pull the wool over everybody's eyes? Well, and, so, and even, you know, they did. If you're a, interested, go and look it up, do some research and look it up and, and verify what I'm telling you. Because I know at one point the COLA for Social Security pretty was a pretty well matched to what they're, you know, they're saying is the inflation number, or at least yeah. they were back then. It's probably higher now. But then, of course, yep. Medicare premium increases ate away at that. But 
So you really, well, again, that kind of goes back to you can't count on Social Security as your sole source of income. Yeah. Just as a yeah, stream. Well, like I said, I don't, you know, I, I, it's been years, probably 10 years since I, I read that study. Yeah. And, you know, heard about the history. But anybody out there interested, look it up and, and, and yeah. read on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, verify for yourself. But uh, so, let's, what do we let's do? Let's I mean, we're scared this. about yeah. inflation. I mean, we don't know how long it's going to last. So how do we how do we set ourselves up strong one way or the other? Right. So so let's look at inflation and stagflation situations. Right. So inflationary, and we're gonna we're gonna separate this into two different groups too. We're gonna separate this into retirees and and working folks. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-retirees called. So. Um, as far as retirees, the first thing I'm going to tell you is where we are as far as inflation, possibly moving into stagflation, Fed shift in rates, things of this nature. First piece of advice for anyone retiring right now, don't buy a house at this point, mm. at the point peak of the market, um, unless you want to buy mine. <laughs> um, if, you're in, if you're interested in buying my home, <laughs> it's okay. I'll, uh, you can go ahead and do that. But um, if you're interested in buying anyone else's home right now at the peak of the market, um, don't do it. Uh, we're at the peak. We, we know that rates are going to adjust. We know things are going to change. And we know that we'll see some corrections to the real estate market pretty soon, probably before the end of 2022, right? Mm. Probably by mid-year, we'll start seeing some devaluation in real estate. Wouldn't you we're have a bubble burst see- if you didn't see that correction? You know, I don't know. I'm just yeah. a late, well, late person viewing it. No, but- that's, well, that's what I'm hoping for, Dave, is I'm hoping for a small, a smaller correction. And I believe that the Fed's plan to avoid all this and to outlay it is to just kind of manage the deleveraging okay. and inflation, right? And so, in other words, don't let a full bubble pop. Let some corrections happen. Right, right. right. Let, let, a, let a correction happen here and then, you know, and then, and then move along and then let a little more correction happen and, and then manage that. Let you know, the air out easy. Easing and things. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and let's, let's just slowly deflate this balloon. I right? used to do that with a balloon to get a laugh or two. <laughs> I I actually gave an entire two and a half hour economic um, speech last year all around a balloon. Did you really? My, yeah, my stage oh, prop wow. was a balloon, and the center focus of the entire conversation was the balloon. Oh, cool! And, yeah, it was fun. But uh, ho- hopefully, they manage it properly, and the bubble doesn't just pop, and we don't just see devastating blows to right. the real estate market, right? Hopefully they let the air out easy, like you're saying, and try to, and they manage it properly mm-hmm. over time. But it's also, we're going to, we're going to see some things shake up in the stock markets. We're going to see the bond market get shaken up. We're going to see everything's going to, there's, there's going to be a lot of uncertainty and a lot of shaking up in all markets this year. So my first piece of advice for all retirees is just move a little more cautiously um, or a little more risk adverse into your investments this year than you would in previous years, right? I mean, that's just to me, number one. Hey, when things are so uncertain, you know, maybe let's dial back this risk gauge. Let's not go at it so hard. Let's be a little more cautionate as how we step going forward, right? Let's try to minimize damage because we know there's high probability of damage being done this year. So let's try to minimize it by stepping cautiously, first of all. And that's not just for retirees, that's pre-retirees too, you know? Unless you're 20 years old, if you're 25, 30 years old listening to the show, Hey, go for it. You got plenty yeah. of time on your side. You got all the time in the world to recover. And you're, you're going to see all, all kind of different economies and markets during your time, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to see multitude of variations. But if you're in that red zone within that 10, for 10 years of retiring or you are retiring, it's time to walk cautiously this year in, in your investment um, outlook and your risk that you take. Okay. Secondly, if, if you are retiring, do you have a written and designed income plan? We have two different retirees we refer to. We have Robert's Wealth Management retirees who are going to enjoy and live out their life confidently. And then we have hope and prayer retirees, as we call them. Mm. People who just, they save their money, they put it in the portfolio. Their broker tells them their portfolio should grow at this much and hopefully their money lasts this long. And it's all just a hope and a prayer. It's all maybe, if, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Nerve-wracking. Hopefully is it works it out, right? Yeah, that's that's what you call uh, an early heart attack or an early death. No kidding. What you call that, right? Yeah. What, yet, majority of financial firms out there today, when people look for retirement planning, that's what they get. Here's your diversification of stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and uh, I hope it works out. Good luck. Oh, hope you don't yeah. run out of money. Well, that that doesn't work in today's world. Okay, that was okay in the 1980s and 90s when we were in markets that were 
crushing it at 20% a year, you could get away with that kind of lack of planning. Mm -hmm. In today's environment, with all of the troubles we face and everything else, you better have real written and designed plans. So a written and designed income plan that, first of all, says, I know I can sustain this amount of income from my assets and my savings the rest of my life. I also know that that income needs to keep growing every year to offset inflation to keep my same standard of living. That's built into the plan. I also know for married couples, the one spouse leaves this planet, one spouse passes away, we're going to lose some sources of income, if nothing else, at least a social security benefit. Do we have plans in place for that? And then most importantly, probably, Dave, is as we move into higher tax rates going forward, are you already positioning yourself ahead of that game? Are you getting prepared? Do you have a tax plan designed and built with your income plan? Now, if you have these things and the Roberts Wealth Management team has designed and built it for you, you know what? You've got all the confidence you need to go forward and you can handle anything it throws at you. Okay. Now let's talk about the pre-retirees. Pre-retirees, I hope you're listening to my words right now. For you right now, save, 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 save. As much as you can. We are going to find a situation here in the next few years that's going to be very bad across the board. And it's going to be because inflation is raising the cost of goods that people need, yet their wages are not increasing. And the reason that's such a problem is most all Americans look at their whole amount of money they make and say, I can spend that much, right? Mm. Well, I make $50,000 a year. What can I buy with $50,000 a year? Okay, well, what about now when your interest rates start going up and you've got these boats and these cars and all this stuff financed, and you say, yeah, I can afford the payments on all this stuff. It's got you stretched out, but you can afford it right now. But as the cost of all of your goods and the cost of your life keeps increasing, it impedes on that. Now, all of a sudden, all these people find themselves in a place where, oh, I, I can't because my groceries are so high, my gas is so high, and all my other expenses are so high. I can't afford that boat note and that truck note and that four-wheeler note or whatever they've got, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we have become accustomed as Americans to just go get what we want and do it and buy it and enjoy it because we can afford it because it's financed. That's a bad ideology going forward. And it's going to get a lot of people caught in a trap. Minimalize how much you're financing, minimalize what your monthly expenses are and try to save as much as possible, knowing that your life is going to get more expensive and you need some extra space in there. You need some wiggle room or some space to work within. Don't be one of these people who is leveraged to a T, then all of a sudden your cost of living goes through the roof and you can't afford anything. And next thing you know, you're foreclosure Joe, right? They're coming to pick up that boat and that car and that house and everything Mm. else. Don't put yourself in that situation. We got a debt crisis that will unfold eventually in this country due to this. Don't be participating in it. Okay, we got enough people out there participating in it. Everyone else who participates in it is going to make the debt crisis that much worse. So save, 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 live within your means. And if you think that's your means, lower your means and live with a little less and save a little bit of more. It's detrimental to the times we're in and you and your family will be very, very happy in the long run. In the end, you may sacrifice some instant gratification or some things you want right now, but in the end, It will be the best thing you ever did, and you'll be one of the people who come through this storm that's brewing and come out the other side smelling like a peach. Save, 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 live within your means. That's how we want to do it. We want to come out the other side feeling good about things. That's right. And you know, on the show, Dave, we're always talking about retirees and come see us and we'll sit down and we'll plan your retirement. Hey, pre-retirees out there, too, we want to offer our services to you. We're coming through a very difficult times and we got a storm brewing out there. You need to be very smart about how you position yourself and how you do your financial planning. Just because you're working now doesn't mean you can't sit down with one of our fiduciary advisors and start planning your future. The ball's in your court. If you take advantage of this, we'll make sure you come out the other end of this storm smelling beautiful and looking beautiful and you'll love us for it. But you have to pick up the phone. Those of you who are retired, let's eliminate all these fears from your life. We do it all day, every day for thousands of people across the Gulf Coast, and we can do it for you and your family, too. So take advantage of this opportunity. Next 15 callers, no cost, no obligation, one-on-one 
interview one of our all-star advisors pick up the phone take advantage of it today next 15 at 800 891-8680 800-891-8680 800-891-8680 this has been a fast-moving show it's time to close it out and you'll do, i know do that as you always do <laughs> that's right our listeners have questions and we've got some answers when we come back back with Retire Right Radio. Paul Roberts is the president, the chief investment advisor with Roberts Wealth Management, and you met uh, several of his team of all-star advisors. He's proud of all of them, and they are a great team getting behind their clients and their retirement strategies in a fiduciary manner. And, of course, ready to answer your questions, too. It's how we close the show out. The questions come from the listeners, and we open up from Hattiesburg here, and the question is this. I have money in certificates of deposit, CDs, and I'm charged fees for withdrawing from these accounts. I want my money to be able to grow in an account, but I also want to be able to withdraw from it without fees if needed. What other kind of accounts can I invest my money in? It's a good question you're asking. Probably definitely not CDs, right, as as he has uh, mentioned. Plus, um, you can go back to know. the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll go back to the eighties and and you've got CDs paying 10 to 15%. Boy, we'll, we'll jump back on them. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But, but, uh, well, interest rates do that. If the interest rates go up, will that make it more attractive? Just curious there. I mean, it it will, but I don't think they, they will manage rates and keep them from ever getting to that situation again. Well, as far as where the savers are on that. I see. Okay. Um, but, uh, let's, first of all, let's, let's address what he's saying for our listeners out there who, who may or may not understand, you know, when you put money in a CD, that money is tied up for the duration of the time commitment. So if it's a one year, two year, five year CD, you, you don't have access to that money until your time commitment has been met. If you withdraw early on that time commitment, you're going to be charged a fee to take your money out. Okay. So uh, this this um, listener has found himself in a situation where they're putting money in CDs as an investment to um, earn some yield, but then they need the access to the money. Well, th- first of all, um, I'd say, do you have someone giving you financial advice? And if someone's giving you that financial advice, then uh, I would say it's time to look for other financial advice. Um, the next thing I'd say is, did, did, were you given this financial advice from the bank? And to all our listeners out there, I would, I would, I would dare and boldly say out loud in public, don't take financial advice from a bank. Um, I've never really seen any good financial advice come out of a bank um, or their investment um, portion. Yeah, I understand most of the people um, working in a, in a bank's investment arena um, were employees of the bank, and they told them, "Hey, you get a you get a license, and we'll." we'll put you in our investment uh, group. So, you know, just like we were talking about earlier in the show, just because someone's a financial advisor doesn't mean they're, they're all equal or they're all the same or have the same education. Now seek out a good fiduciary financial advisor. Cause I can tell you now my all-star advisors would have never allowed you to be in a situation of that. You know, we're always trying to produce yield or return on our investment yet manage liquidity, manage risk and manage income and keep a balance of all of these things working together in unison. And so uh, our advisors would have told you, hey, first of all, we wouldn't have used a CD, but even say you were using a CD, we would have said, well, you need to keep this much liquid on the side to be able to have your accessible money. You don't want to make a time commitment on something that you're going to have to access, right? First of all, secondly, there are other better uh, options out there today. What we have done to replace CDs uh, for the last umpteen years, you know, since CD rates fell below 2%, and then once, especially once they got into 1% ball range, we, we just pretty much stopped using them. Uh, when they were ba- producing better yields and, you know, our clients wanted some money that wasn't in markets or, or investments, we would park some money in CDs when they were paying us a decent four or five percent but at one to two percent or or, you know one percent or lower there's no way a cd is worthwhile for any type of time commitment um what we're looking at today we replace the cds with what we call fixed annuities now you got to be careful when you mention the word annuities because people get confused because there's all types of them out there there's a multitude of different types of annuities out there different carriers different products some are good some are bad some are ugly there's everything in between right Okay, so I'm, I'm not here saying, hey, go put all your money in annuity. Um, before, I would do the opposite. I would say, 
Never put your money in an annuity without sitting down with a good fiduciary advisor who understands the products very well and make sure that you're going into a good product because there are a lot of really bad ones out there. Okay. So, um, however, what we use is something called a fixed annuity to replace our CDs. A fixed annuity is just like a CD. Um, you can make a two year, three year, five year commitment on your money. The only difference is they're going to pay you a higher yield than a CD. Say if CDs are paying one to 2%, then your fixed annuities are, are paying three to 4%, right? So you're getting more return on your money, but also they'll allow you to access a certain portion of that account each year while it's sitting there for your two to five year commitment. Now, of course we say when the fixed interest world, we like to stay in the two to three year range. We never want to go past that because we know that rates are coming up. So if you go locking into a five-year rate right now, then you, you might be handicapping yourself because rates are going to come up and you're going to miss opportunity to get a much better rate two years from now. So we like to stay within the two to three-year window on those and say, hey, this is just like our CD money at the bank. We're just going to park some money over here for the next two to three years. We're going to earn three to four percent. And we're allowed access to some, now not all of the money, but you're allowed access to a portion of the money while it's there if you need it. That's a good and viable replacement for this situation. But I don't want that to come across as advice because there is no, that's kind of a generic statement and just telling you that's what we're using to replace the CD doesn't mean that's what fits for the individual person situation. Right. You can find out the fit, though, and get better uh, a better idea of that. They can have a better idea if you schedule a consultation. 800-891-8680. 800-891-8680. From Long Beach, my spouse and I are 79 and 77, and we have $2 million in assets. Now, we want to transfer some of that to our grandchildren when we pass. But instead of giving them each a set amount all at once, is it possible to give them certain amounts over the years? You betcha. (laughs) The reason I say that with a smile on my face is because I'll go ahead and say it to my listening audience. If I leave this world tomorrow, you think my kids are getting a lump sum check? No, sir. No lump sum there, huh? And and I I commend this this, uh, listener for for writing in with this question because, you know, I – to me, being in the financial world for so long and dealing with inheritances, I've seen it ruin people and ruin family. Mm-hmm. And if I'm trying to save money and want to help the next generation pass along to them, last thing you want them to do is just all of a sudden receive a million, two million dollars, go crazy, buy Lamborghinis and everything <laughs> else, and they're broke a year later. Right. Right. And it could the whole happen. purpose was, <laughs> yeah, and the whole purpose got turned upside down. You were doing it to try to help them in life, but instead you ended up hurting them more in life. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, yes, definitely. Uh, I, I, we don't have enough time to go into detail here with it, but I'd love to share the stories with you in the office of my trust and how it's built and designed. Believe me, if I passed away tomorrow, my children would be saying, there's daddy controlling everything from the grave, but I am, okay? <laughs> Their money will be dispersed at certain times. Um, it was there for college and college tuition. Now they're all graduated college, so that's no longer it's there for their their uh, if they become if they get married two of the three are married now so that's not a situation it's there to help them buy their first home it's there to help them go into business it's there for a lot of different things but i have a lot of specifications that they have to meet to get the money uh, released and not only that if i'm not here they have to have two to two uh two family members sign off that those specifications have been met. So yes, you can dictate all of this in a trust. You need to come sit down with one of our all-star advisors. We'll get our estate planning attorney in the room and together as a team, we'll throw it all back and forth, bounce it off each other and just open up the conversation and work our way through it. In the end, you'll be really satisfied with the outcome you have. So give us a call. We'll sit down and do some estate planning. 800-891-8680. It looks like we've got time to get in the question from Mobile, where you have a, an office set up, a new office set up. Can IRAs be held jointly by spouses? No, it cannot. I'm going to answer this one quick, so maybe we can jump on another question here, Dave. Okay. No, they cannot. An IRA is attached to your Social Security number, so that tax qualification is only good for you. If that if you change custody or add anyone, that it creates a taxable event, and all of that pre-tax money becomes taxable as income. It okay. is designated to whoever Social Security number created the account until the time of death. 
and then pa- it can be passed on. Okay. All right. But thank you for the question from Mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pascagoula, and I'll, I'll try to get through this quickly. we got about a minute. I'm 51. My wife and I are without a retirement plan. So basically, they're saying their son's through college. Now they're thinking about themselves. They've got 160000 total cash value in life insurance and 50000 in an emergency fund. But they're wondering, where do they go? Should they take the cash, put it in a Roth? What are your suggestions? Because they're looking at 67 for retirement. Well, there's too many variables there for me to give a full answer for them. That's an individualized planning situation, right? We'll, we'll need to sit down in the office and go through everything. But first, I would say that's great that you have so much cash value built up in life insurance policy. There's a huge tax advantages created there. We love utilizing life insurance policies as an investment. I put over 50% of my own retirement in life insurance cash value. It's the only way to accumulate with no downside risk, compounding interest, tax deferred, and pull it out the back end tax-free. When you accumulate, when you calculate all of the tax savings and advantages, an account growing at 7% is really creating you an internal rate of return of about 24%. Amazing. There's no way to earn 24% wow. without taking a high level of risk except yeah. by tax advantages. Excellent. So, I mean, actually, so they could get with your team and, and yeah. as they learn more about them and what they want at a relatively young yeah. age of 51, you know, where to yeah. go with that. And then the last part of that answer, Dave, is they asked, said, should we take some of this cash value out of the life insurance and put it in a Roth IRA? Yeah. No, I don't think that's a good idea because your life insurance cash value is already, it's tax already there and tax free, just like a Roth IRA would. The only reason we would need to do that is maybe the ta- life insurance policy you have is just a piece of junk and it's not a good one. Okay. Well, that's why you need to come sit down with our advisors, let them look at the whole situation. If you've got a good life insurance policy, they're going to say, no, keep what you've got. Let's work with it. If you got a piece of junk, then they might say, hey, yeah, let's let's go ahead and take that money out mm-hmm. and do something else with it. Right. But it's like I said, too much there to answer to, uh, completely. Um, you're going to have to give us a call. Uh, come sit down with one of our fiduciary advisors, and uh, we'll get an all-star team approach to planning. And for all the rest of you listeners out there, this is your last chance on today's show for the next 15 callers, no cost, no obligation for a one-on-one consultation in the office with one of our all-star advisors. We can meet in our Mobile office. We can meet in our Biloxi office, whatever is more convenient for you. Let's take let's take the bull by the horns. You take the first step. We're bringing you the awareness now you take the action. Let's take control of your future. We got a storm brewing, and those who don't step up and take control of their future and plan to get their way through may not come out the other end looking so well. Our clients will. Pick up the phone, give us a call today. Let us help you get there. Get That's what it is. Get there and stay there in retirement. 800-891-8680. Sit down with at no cost, no obligation. It's a great comprehensive review and second opinion opportunity as well. 800-891-8680. 800-891-8680. Good to have you back on, Paul, and we'll keep on trucking. Hit it next week, right same time. Yep. I can't wait to bring more valuable content to our listeners. Thank all of you for tuning in today. And first time I've said keep on trucking since the 1970s. We'll see you next week (laughs) on Retire Right Radio. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Paul Roberts and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.